I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Monday, November the 20th here in the year of our Lord 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 973 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. If you missed our first hour, by golly, you missed a very good hour, a fun hour. Uh, Mark Panicelli and I, we spent about 15 minutes talking about Thanksgiving itself and the food and where it ranks in our favorite holidays. A uh, very entertaining thing. Then we spent pretty much the rest of the hour talking about the ECU football situation uh, coming off the 10 to nothing loss at Navy uh, on Saturday. The, uh, uh, I wouldn't say firing, but the dismissal, I guess, of uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick. Uh, who is uh, going to be uh, after this game on Saturday will no longer be with the ECU football program. Uh, man, if you haven't had a chance, and I'm not going to belabor the point since we just finished talking about it, but if you're friends with Paul Cornwell on Facebook or uh, even if you're not, I mean, his posts are public, jump on there and see what uh, Coach uh, what uh, coach said about, uh, about Kirkpatrick. I thought it was very, very nice. Coach Cornwell just – he took some time. He, uh, I may even share it later on in this hour, too. But if you missed it, listen to our replay at 3 o'clock here on uh, 960betonthebull.com and uh, at 252ESPN107.5 at 3 o'clock. Or, heck, it's even easier than that. You can go to brianhanks.com and uh, all our shows. All 972 previous shows to today our archive there, and you can listen to uh, any of our shows there. Hey, coming up here in this hour, in fact, in just a few moments, we're going to be joined by uh, Bethel Christian Academy head boys basketball coach Burt Potter. And uh, then about, uh, about 15 minutes or so from now, we'll be joined by girls head coach and athletics director at Bethel, Ashley Stroud. They're going to preview their seasons for us and uh, and uh, just give you all the knowledge you need to have about the Trojans. Hey, as we get Coach up here on the line with us, let me tell you about our good friends over at Down East Protection Systems. Down East Protection Systems of Kinston has been serving, servicing, yeah, I could speak English, has been servicing Eastern North Carolina for more than uh, 30 years. They specialize in residential and commercial installation and service of uh, fire alarm systems, security systems, uh, camera systems, and access control. For more information or for a consultation, please visit depsnet.com. That's D-E-P-S-Net.com. And I promise you, uh, as they have done for me, Tom Vermillion and the folks over at uh, Downey's Protection Systems, they will certainly, certainly take care of you. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, uh, I'm not trying to make you feel old here, coach, uh, but it's Burt Potter from uh, Bethel Christian Academy. Let me, let me, let me start off by introducing you coach and good morning. How are you doing, sir? Hey, good morning, Brian. I'm doing well. Hope you're well today. I am. Well, this is what I was, I don't know if you heard us in our first hour when I was doing my monologue, but I was just reminiscing a little bit and I was trying to figure out, I've been here since, uh, 2002, since October, 2002, and I was trying to think of, uh, or I was trying to name all the coaches. You could probably help me out a little bit with this, too. At our five Lenore County schools, heck, I'll throw Green Central in there and Jones Senior, too. But of our seven area schools who are still at the same, the coaches that are at the same schools they were in uh, October 2002, and coach, the only people I could come up with was you, 
uh, Copperhead over at North Lenore and Heather Carson over at North Lenore. I don't think there's anybody at Kinston that's been there the whole time since 2002. South Lenore, Parrot, or uh, who am I forgetting? Well, and then you guys, obviously, even at Green Central or Jones Senior. So I've got it down to three that are still there. It, does that sound about right to you? I would have to sit down and think a little, <laughs> a little longer, Brian. It's early, and I hadn't had the second cup of coffee yet. But uh, <laughs> it sounds like uh, there's a couple of old folks still doing this. Is what you're saying. What has listen? You know, I love Bethel Christian Academy, and you know that. I mean, and it, and I got to tell you, for anyone who's listening, ninety five percent of the reason is Burt Potter. I mean, you were always when I first got here as a sports editor and at, uh, at the Free Press in October two thousand two. I met you pretty quickly. I mean, it was probably well basketball season at that point was only a few weeks away, and. I mean, I got to know you. You were always so gracious. You always made me. You always made my reporters, my photographers, just feel so welcome every time we walked into Bethel. I, I always love your court. I love that basketball court. Uh, it just everything. But but like I said, and in all sincerity, Coach Potter, I mean, the primary reason is because of you. You know, I got to watch your sons grow up out there, and sure. even even when Tyler went over to North Lenore, I mean, you know, he would still visit uh, yeah. Bethel and all that. But I, I guess. I want to thank you. I mean, you, again, you've always yeah. been so gracious. You've always been such a good guy, and and you made us want. You made me and my reporters, my sports reporters, want to go over to Bethel, Coach. Well, Brian, I'll say thank you for the compliment. There, I, I remember my grandma used to say, "Kindness goes a long way." So, I uh, I don't know if I have proven this, but I guess it's been one of my goals of life to prove that you know you can be when you think about a basketball, when you think about a basketball coach, you don't typically think about, you know, a person of gentleness and meekness and kindness. <laughs> you know, my mind goes to, you know, somebody like Bobby Knight. Uh, but then my mind also goes to someone like John Wooden, who they said, I mean, could, you know, get after you competitively a little bit, but never was unkind to a person. So, you know, I, I appreciate the compliment there. I, I take that as a high compliment and, you know, I represent uh, a lot of people. I represent the Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, kindness is, is is a good quality. Thank you, Brian. Well, I mean, and and also uh, both of, we admire and respect uh, the greatest coach in college basketball right now, in my opinion, Tony Bennett. And you've always yes. been uh, you've always been so kind towards him and my, my fanhood. Whereas I got to tell you, there are coaches at other schools that kind of mock me a little bit, Coach Potter, about okay. you know me being a Virginia fan. You've always embraced that and been very kind about that too, sir. Well, I mean, if you look at the results, Brian, he puts out. You can't argue with results. Yep, and just. Uh, I don't know. I, I just enjoy watching his teams play, but I enjoy his demeanor as well. Uh, he seems like a guy who's just always under control, you know, mentally and, and emotionally. Um, one of my mentors in, in coaching always said, if, if you lose it, then your players are probably going to lose it. And he used to say, if you get mad and upset all the time, you're probably not doing your best coaching job. And so there, you know, just a lot of people who've influenced me over my life. And, you know, I, I don't know Tony Bennett, obviously never have spoken to him, but, you know, I, I watch from afar and I think, boy, if I had a son that played college basketball, he'd probably be my first pick for 
who I'd want my son to play for. I and think it, he'd be treated treated with respect and, and learn a lot about life and basketball as well. Oh, absolutely. And the fact too, that he, he is a man of faith and, 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 he's, yeah. and again, I, I've got to say this about you and about coach Bennett is that, I mean, you could tell with you coach, I mean, you are a man of faith. You love, like you said, uh, you're very faithful and, all that, but you're not the kind of pe- person that beats people over the head with it. And that's what I've admired about you too. I mean that, you know, you, I, I think about you, I think about like uh, Jimbo Perry, you know, I think about mm-hmm. Rick Vernon. I mean, uh, you three are like the, uh, just three very faithful men who you can tell are close to God and all that, but you're not like with a hammer beating people in the head with, you need to be like me. I mean, it, that goes a long sure. way too. And I think it's the way coach Bennett is too, coach. Yes, yes, and and I just uh, try to portray the love of Jesus wherever I go, Brian, and that's, you know, I, I think Jesus was like that. He approached people with a, a meekness and a humility about him, and I, I just think that's the best way to live. I do. Well, I love Doesn't mean everybody lives like that, but it means that I feel like it's uh, based on my faith and what God has taught me, that's the best way for me to approach people in the community. Well, gotta, is with with love, love and respect for everyone. I think I think we need a little more of that in our our communities. No, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on you there, Coach. I just uh, you're you're absolutely right. We do need more of it. And let me ask you this, and I swear, I swear, Coach, we're going to talk about this year's team and uh, take a look sure. back at last year. But why have you stayed at Bethel as long as you have? I know you've had other opportunities to go other places, but you have shown uh, just a a lot of uh, loyalty. To the Trojan, uh, to the Trojans, to the Trojans and the Bethel program, yeah. you could. Why have you? Uh, why have you stayed at Bethel as long as you have, Coach? And when was your first year there, sir? First year, Brian teaching school would have been the fall of '97. Wow! And so I've been a teacher and a coach uh, since then. There were a couple of years I, I left and. Uh, did some things in business, and uh, but I, this will be my 25th year as far as teaching and being part of the basketball program. It'll be my 19th year as the varsity boys coach. Uh, seven years I was the varsity girls coach. So, and some of those years, you know, ran together. I, I'd coach varsity girls and turn around and coach the boys team. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, 25, 25 season. This is my 25th season. Yeah, I got so that, I, I, Can that, I make that, you feel that, even older? A, can I make you feel even sure. older here, Coach? Sure. Copperhead's first year was 98. Heather Carson's first okay. year was 2001. So, okay. guess what that well, makes I'm you? Senior, guess what that? <laughs> senior statesman, maybe. <laughs> okay. Oh, thanks, Brian. But appreciate that. I, the, 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 the original question, though, I – that's a hard one to answer. It just, uh, I, I grew up in the church here as, as a small lad, uh, went to elementary school here a couple of years and just have always loved the church and school and got the opportunity back in 97 to come on board as a, as a teacher. They were looking, you know, folks to work in athletics and folks, folks to work in the business department <clears throat> in the high school. I just felt like I went home, talked to my wife and just felt like it was something you know, God was calling me to do. And it's, it's been a, a tremendous blessing to me, a tremendous blessing to my family. And I, I really can't give you, a you know, one direct answer why. It's just I just love the place and love the people would be the best answer, Brian. 
I love it. That voice you're listening to is Burt Potter. Uh, I guess we can, we can now declare it the uh, longest serving. You know what? I, I just remembered Paul Cornwell over to Aiden Grifton, uh, but okay. but he took over uh, in uh, the year after I got here. Okay, Coach, I'm sorry. I, I, it's dangerous when I try to think and talk at the same time. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have trouble with with time. So, Brian, you're asking me time questions. You're gonna mess us both up. There you go. You're I, right about that. I, let, let's take a look back at last year's team, Coach. Uh, we'll put a wrap on last year's season, a sure. uh, ten and twenty uh, season, uh, and yeah. obviously not what I mean. Not we're used to Bethel going, you know, a couple of rounds into the playoffs, having those winning seasons. Uh, just what what happened with last year's team, Coach? Well, Brian, I, I, we we had a lot of uh, tools, and it just seemed like. Uh, certain things just couldn't come together. Okay. And, and people ask you all the time, what, you know, why would you lose this game or why would you lose this game? <clears throat> and a lot of those games that we lost, I would, I would surmise to say that the other team just was better that night. And I know that sounds cliche, but we lost some close ones, but then we had some games where, you know, we got blown out. Now, what I was most proud of that team is, is the way we finished. Uh, we finished well. Uh, I remember I, I told this the group that graduated last year, our senior group, I said, I'll never forget senior night here at home. We started all of our seniors, and they just came out and finally bought into, you know, the type of basketball I was wanting them to play. And, and what I mean by that is, is simply playing together. And so it was, you know, I know win-loss-wise, you, you wouldn't measure it as a, as a success. But we had some kids that learned some things about life, and so I would say it was a success. And I've got some great relationships that have been formed with those guys. Still see some of my seniors. Uh, we got some. We got one guy that's uh, a returning starter off of that team, and he's back with me this year. So we'll get to him in a few moments. But not a not a year lost, that's for sure. But certainly one you'd, you'd want that record to be reversed if you could oh absolutely again that voice list too is burt potter he's a head boys basketball coach at bethel christian academy and we are uh, uh that's it well that wraps up last year let's talk a little bit about this year uh you started your season when i was putting together uh, everything last week of all our you know we're doing all our basketball previews we've already talked to sure. north lenore and south lenore and parrot academy uh you today we're going to talk to uh, kenston high school next week uh, as they get into the meat of the, uh, they really began their season too but uh it blew my mind you have already played two games you played on november 9th and 10th up in the triangle area uh coach i mean why again and i think you did that last year too what do you think yeah. that helps you when you start your or when you start your season that much earlier than everybody else coach well we are actually one and two okay Brian, oh we i didn't realize that okay it's a what that is is a, is a preseason tournament. It's hosted by Fellowship Baptist Academy, uh, which is a school in our conference at the level, one level uh, below us. And they've just got a tremendous basketball program up there. And they invite teams from all over the country. And you're, you're usually guaranteed, you know, three games. So uh, Coach Finley and I have become friends over the past 20 years. So we just always go to that. We were not ready to go to that tournament. You know, as far as a basketball team, you know, we, we didn't have any basketball legs. We didn't have uh, our system in place yet. 
but we had committed. So we, we always say, well, it'll be a, you know, a good, good measuring stick right to start with. What did you and, fu- but to oh, answer, to right. answer your question, Brian, that yeah. the, some of the schools, <clears throat> some of the schools that we play against actually start a little sooner than what we're able to here. Wow. Uh, because some of the schools that don't have, you know, some of the schools even don't have, I know most of the schools don't have like a football team <clears throat> and several of them might even not play a, a ball sport with boys. I, I don't know which ones that are, but I know some schools would already be two weeks into their season when they show up to that tournament. Well, let me ask you this. And again, uh, Burt Potter on our Spence Automotive guest line this morning from Bethel Christian Academy is one in two Trojans. Uh, like I said, already played three games this season. What have you found out about your team so far in the first three games of the season, Coach? Well, I like our team. I think, Brian, our team is going to be a close-knit group. I just counted here. We've got six juniors that have – or five juniors that have played together the last couple of years and advanced into the playoffs. Our, our conference has a JV playoff. So I've got five juniors. It is their first time playing varsity basketball, but it's, it's a tight knit group. And anytime you got a group of guys that can, you know, stick together, I think it's going to help you, you know, be successful. You, I, I think if you got a group of guys that stick together, you know, some of those five point games down the stretch, you, you might win a few more of those if, if everybody is cohesive and stays together. And so I like that about our, our group. I like, uh, I like our work that, work ethic so far in practice i like our enthusiasm they cheer for each other they support each other so i'm really excited about really excited about this year well very good well let's uh in our last couple minutes here coach let's break this team down a little bit uh tell us about the about the guys that you're going to be counting on to lead your trojans this year coach so our returning player returning starter from last year is alex teal he's a senior guard alex can shoot the basketball he can get the basketball to the rim. He's a you know, court leader, a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, we're, we're hoping after you know, all these years of being in the program, uh, it'll, he'll, he'll have a, a great year, be able to lead us and uh, just conduct some things on the court, sort of like a coach on the court. Uh, he, we're looking forward to good things with Alex. And then our juniors that I, were, I was mentioning, Asher Strickland, uh, Jason Turnage, Jonathan White, Zach Harrison, Cooper Williams. They were the starters on the JV for the last two years. So we're sort of saying, okay, you guys get out there and show us what you did at the JV level, and we want you to bring that same enthusiasm, same intensity right up to the varsity level. And it, it'll be an adjustment for them, but I think they're up to the task. Again, they're close-knit. And then Landon Pike is a junior transferred in this year, played with a homeschool group out of Pitt County last year, and Landon's a really good basketball player. Uh, might take him a little bit of time to, you know, develop into our system, but looking forward to him. He can score. Uh, then seniors, <clears throat> excuse me, Brian, seniors uh, Josh Banks and Michael Spielman bring some defensive intensity to our team. So all in all, we're a pretty deep group. I'm hoping to go, you know, nine or ten off the bench, especially early wow. in the season. And so I, I'm excited about that. That is very impressive. I got to ask you this as someone, and we talked about this several years ago, uh, you yeah. adapt to your talent that you have on your team. I mean, and uh, whereas you have other coaches a yeah. lot of times that, hey, this is my system. They're very regimented. This is how sure. we do it. You've always coached to your talent. So what 
what style is the Burt Potter Trojans going to have this year, Coach? Well, Brian, I don't think we've figured it out okay. 100% okay. yet, but uh, I was thinking this morning I'd, I'd really love, you know, my personality, I'd, I'd really love to have a team that, you know, especially in the state of North Carolina, I'd really love to have a team who could, you know, really hold the basketball and really, you know, score in the 30s one night or score in the 40s and still win the game. But the the nature of high school basketball in North Carolina, the culture of high school basketball in North Carolina, I, I find myself leaning toward what everybody else does. Yeah, And everybody else says we're going to play pressure defense and we're going to run and try to score as fast and as many times as we can during a game. Uh, if, you know, people have asked me, what do you think about a shot clock in the state of North Carolina? I said, we don't need it. And they say, why? I said, no, no team even comes close to a shot clock that I've seen play. Everybody <laughs> plays fast. I would love to play slow, but it, it, I, I just don't think that's what the kids enjoy. I don't think that's what anybody wants to come and, you know, watch a team run, you know, Carolina four corners. <laughs> yeah, but Virginia, man, that I love Virginia. Well, they're offense, real, yeah. they're, they're methodical, and they they score at a high rate. But uh, I guess in high school, you know, you're you're okay playing a little faster with a few more turnovers if you can outscore your opponent. So we'll try to we try to do a little bit of both, Brian. We don't we want we don't want to run ourselves out of a game just for the sake of okay, we're going to play fast uh, because, like I said, and I, I try to tell my guys every night, there is no shot clock. Yep. You know, you can you can get a good shot in on your offensive trips if you'll, you know, take some time to manipulate the defense, move the ball around a little bit. So we'll see how it goes. Well, very good. Well listen, uh Coach Burt Potter, uh, Bethel Christian Academy, the uh the the dean of all uh, coaches it looks like in our neck of the woods. I'm gonna try to come up with a list and I'll I'll hit you up. I'll text you when I figure sure. out what it is. But coach, as of this moment, I think it's you, sir. Wow. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, that's a long, long time. Uh, basketball, uh, well, high school coaching. I, uh, Brian is is a young, a young person's gig. That's for sure. Well, tell you what. Again, it's been an honor covering you all these years, Coach, and you've always been, like I said, just class personified. Thank you for that. Thank you for joining me this morning. Hope to see you soon, my friend. Have a good Thanksgiving, Thanks, okay? Brian. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Brian. There you go. That's Burt Potter from Bethel Christian Academy. Uh, coming up next here in just a few moments, we're going to get Ashley Stroud on from uh, Bethel Christian Academy. He is the uh, head girls basketball coach in AD over there. Before we do that, though, let me thank our good friends over at uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's jump right into it. Uh, we just had a uh, Burt Potter on from a uh, Bethel Christian Academy. We've got the athletics director and girls 
basketball coach at Bethel Christian Academy. Joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line right now, it's Ashley Stroud. How are you doing this morning, Coach? I'm doing great, Brian. Hope you are. I am. I, I am. Uh, before we even jump into anything else there in your season and looking back at last year and previewing this season, I, I just came to an epiphany as we were as we had Coach Potter on. I believe he is the longest tenured coach in our neck of the woods in, in Lenore County. For I'm almost positive, maybe even Aiden Grifton, Green Central, Jones County. Hey, it's kind of neat having a, a legend like that on your staff over there at Bethel Christian Academy, isn't it, Coach Stroud? It is. It is. We love Coach Potter around here. I believe, if my numbers are right, somewhere around 25 years uh, yeah. that he's been doing it. And uh, he's a great man. And uh, uh, I call uh, uh, it's a privilege to uh, to work alongside of him. Yeah, and just the fact too. I mean, he's such a gentleman. You know, I mean, a lot of times, you know, a lot of times, you coaches, and I'm not just saying you coach, but I mean, oh, yeah. all, you know, all co- can get a little emotional and can you know get out of bounds and all that kind of stuff. He's just not that way. I, and I've known him, like I said, since basically the minute I got here in October 2002, and he's just always been this just very balanced. I mean, I that's what I've loved about covering his games and seeing him coach is that if he wins a game. He's the exact same person as he is when he loses a game. He is. He is. And, and to be honest with you, he's helped me out a little bit in that, in that area. Um, uh, just the way he just controls himself on the sideline. Uh, what you see on the sideline, that's Burt Potter. That's what you get all the time. So. That's awesome. Uh, again, like I said, joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line right now, <laughs> Ashley Stroud. He's a girls basketball coach over at Bethel Christian Academy. And we'll take a quick look back at last season. That's what we've been doing with all our uh, our basketball coaches and our previews here this year. Uh, obviously not the finish that you probably wanted. 6-17 and 17, uh, a year ago, 3-7 and seven in the conference. But still a lot of positives from last year, including tripling the amount of wins that you had from the year before, Coach. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, we have not, <clears throat> excuse me, I think we won the state championship in girls uh, before I uh, got here in 2000, maybe 14 or 15. And since then, we haven't really uh, been that successful as what we wanted to be. Um, and so somewhere around 2020, uh, we I think we kind of hit bottom with maybe one win. And so we kind of been growing since then. Uh, but yeah, from turning a three-win season to six, and even though six and seventeen doesn't look very promising or, or very successful, uh, it's not a uh, it's not a true uh, how we played. Ash got better uh, as the season went along. Uh, some, some of the girls grew in this their ability. So I'm looking forward to what we can do this year. Well, that's a that's a perfect segue, Coach. Let's talk about this year's team. You uh, tip off your season. If I'm looking at the schedule right here on Max, perhaps a week from tomorrow. Uh, a home game against WCA. Uh, just uh, tell us a little bit about this team this year, Coach. Well, good thing we have three three of our starters returning from last season, and those three starters are our top three scorers also from last year. Um, and so I'm looking forward to uh, what they'll do for us this year. And then uh, some of the reserves are stepping into new roles this year uh, for us. Um, it's probably the deepest team I have as far as uh, – just being able to get up and down the floor. We got ball handling across the board. Um, we're starting to improve a little bit on just our scoring. I've always said this defense is not our problem. Um, it's just turn, uh, turnovers and just putting the ball in the hole has always been our issue. And so uh, we try to, uh, because of our ball handling has gotten deeper, we're, we're starting to try to push the, push the ball a little bit, try to get out and transition a little more and get some easy buckets. 
Well, give us some names here, Coach, for folks that will be heading right. out to uh, Bethel this year to uh, see you guys play. Uh, who are some of those players you're counting on this year, Coach? All right, three starters. you got uh, senior Olivia Fulcher. Uh, I think she's been a starter uh, for us now for three or four years. Uh, she's our leading scorer. Um, she's our kind of our uh, coach on the floor for us, so to speak. And then also another senior returning, uh, Marion Gates. <clears throat> she um, she can kind of play, play out on the wing, guard, or she can play in the post as well, kind of a combo player for us. And then our other senior, Anna Donahoe, uh, handles the ball a little bit for us, and she's a great on-ball defender, uh, really can ramp up the, the pressure out, out in the front court. And, um, and then, of course, Mackenzie Devine, she's another returning starter, a junior. Uh, she's probably our main threat from the outside, can really shoot down, shoot that corner three for us, and also get out in transition. Well, very good. Well, like I said, uh, you guys will uh, take to the court for uh, the first time in an official uh, status a week from tomorrow when you take on Wilmington Christian Academy right there at Bethel. You are, I think, if I'm looking at all our schedules right here, Coach, you're the, the last one to get an official game in. I got I, well, no, but what the reason I I say that is because I, I know your girls have got to be tired of taking on each other and practicing. I'm sure you've had a scrimmage or two, but it's going to be good to finally get an official game in the book, isn't it? It is. It is, and I don't know who's more ready, the girls or me. <laughs> uh, I'm just ready to to get it started. It seems like, uh, of course, every day when I go over practice plan, I thought, man, we haven't gone over this, um, and it, it never fails. Me and Coach Potter talk about it all the time. Uh, very first game of the season, we'll line up there to jump the ball. And uh, Coach Potter looked at me sometimes when I've helped him on the boys' bench and says, they don't even know where to be. We ain't even talked about what we want to do off the tip or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something that you just didn't cover um, to get ready for the start of the season. But I'm just ready just to, you know, to get out there and smell that popcorn popping and let's get it, let's get it on, right? And playing in front of live fans and all that, that's awesome. Listen, yes. last thing before we let you go here, I do want to pick your brain with you being the athletics director at Bethel. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, it was so good, so good. And we didn't get a chance to get out there this year. I promise you, uh, and I know Jason's working on this too, We're gonna, we want to cover one of your games next year, one of your football games next year like we did, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a couple of years ago. I know he's uh, – with when basketball began, or when uh, in January and February, we're going to be out there uh, doing one of your games here on 960 AM. Uh, but I just wanted an overall uh, view of the athletics program over at Bethel. Now, with you being the AD, I mean, football, uh, getting back on the field this year, uh, your soccer programs, basketball, obviously, baseball, all the other sports. Just give us, like, the, uh, the temperature check of uh, Bethel Christian Academy Trojans athletics, Coach. Well, I'll start with football. Um, it is uh, it was kind of disheartening, uh, not this previous season, but last year, not be able to field a varsity team. Uh, but this year, we were able to uh, field a varsity team, and on a limited limited schedule, as you know, uh, we're able to to play and compete in all those in all those games. And so, I'm just so proud of them, uh, the coaching staff, and those football players to, in a sense, being shorthanded with number of players that they had, but to to start that season and also, but more importantly, to finish what they started. And so I'm just so proud of them and, um, and fighting through a, a, a lot of adversity, uh, almost like the car stacked against you kind of mentality a little bit for them. Um, but, of course, all our fall sports, um, as far as soccer and volleyball, uh, I thought we improved a little bit uh, throughout the year. Our JV program, especially in volleyball, uh, is looking very promising, so the future looks great for that. And a lot of people don't know cross-country. We don't have a lot of people that run cross-country, but we had a girl finish second in the state this year 
in the fall cross-country meet, and so we're proud of her as well. That is awesome. Well, listen, Coach, I appreciate you joining me this morning. Like I said, uh, we will be out there uh, for one of your games this year here in basketball. And, uh, man, I can't wait to be back. I love that press box, by the way. Uh, <laughs> we were looking forward to getting back out there. We will be out there next year, too. Coach, thank you so much. Good luck to your girls this season, and I hope to see you around, sir. Absolutely, Brad. Well, hey, I appreciate everything you do uh, for the schools and these students here in Lenore County and Kenton area. Well, you're very welcome. It's, it's definitely our honor. Take care, Coach. Have a happy Thanksgiving, sir. Hey, you too, man. Thank you. There you go. That's Ashley Stroud from Bethel Christian Academy. Let's get John and Jonathan in here to play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up this Monday, November 20th edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. Today is Monday. Monday, Monday, November 20th. You know what makes it Monday, November 20th here in the year of the Lord 2023 is time to play the birthday game. But you know what makes this? This is one of the most gentle Mondays of all because, gentlemen, it's a three-day work week. For some of us. You're going to have to work all week? Nope. You got to work Friday? Nope. What are you talking about then? He's not going to work at all this week. Are you off this week? Oh, my dude. Air high five. Congratulations, dude. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming in and doing the birthday game then. For you to be off. I mean, that's. What are you going to do with yourself? I'll find something. Hopefully, nothing. It, will it be everything you ever dreamed it was? I'll, I'll, I'll file a report when I'm done. Dude, that is awesome. You are on vacay. I did not know that. Vacay from a boy over here. That's right. You know, I don't remember the last time I took it. Oh, yeah. Ten minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Dude, somebody was I think it was Panicelli was picking on me the other day. By the way, I got my boys in here, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. How you feeling, Jonathan, real quick? I feel fine. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> Panicelli made fun of me for all the days off that I've taken this year, which I, you know, what i have what we went to the outer banks this year we went on that 17 day cruise i've been to well the first three years of this show john dawson i hardly took days off in fact it would blow people's minds that i was working labor day and the fourth of july and all that kind of stuff you were muscling your way to the middle and i have i've we've become a an award-winning show here the brian hank show here in 2023 we have uh we took a time slot that had no pulse And actually, we now have there's a, a pulse. There's a light pulse, but there's a pulse. A pulse is a pulse. Can I brag about one thing that is just awesome? And I, and I, in all sincerity, this is not a riff. You, do you know I get contacted two or three times a week by people wanting to come on the show, dude? Mm-hmm. Hey, we've had more first-time guests in the last three months than we have probably in the year before that. By the way, I've gotten like six or seven compliments on the Ghost Hunter. You episode. tried to get me to do that for months now. I think I wisely saved it for Halloween Day. No, but at the beginning I said do it for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. They were amazing. Yeah. Did you listen to it? Yes. Did you hear the part? This is, again, not a riff or anything. We're sitting here talking, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I apologize. I don't remember their names off the top of my head. But one of them said something. And this light flickered right here. I mean, this this I lamp right here. I told you to pay your fl- bill. Dude. I, I and she, the way she said it, it anyway, and I can't even say I said it during the thing, dude. I it scared me. It literally, and I wouldn't say scare, scare, but it put a charge to me. Like, oh my gosh. Huh? It gave you pause. It did give me pause. Yes. But they were awesome. I'm going to try to get them back on. But, you know, you got to have them on at specific times. I mean, when, you know, Halloween obviously is a good time. When's another good time to have them on? 
the anniversary of the cotton gin. They just have a moment well, whenever you want them. I think two days after Halloween is uh, Dia, Dia de la Muerte or something like that. Day, day of the, of the dead. dead. Okay. Um, but to have them on two times in a three-day period would be yeah, a little bit overkill, I mean, though. Or have them, have them on some famous dead person's birthday and try to get them to contact them. Hell no. <laughs> Dude, did you hear what they were talking about, the Ouija boards? I'm not messing with the Ouija boards. Dude, I ain't ever. I ain't, I, we did when I was a kid. We had a Ouija board when I was a kid. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's all. I'll do it. There's nothing to it, but I've still Not according to them. Hey, well, like, who, am I to, who am I to judge? I'm telling you. So, anyway, but like I said, man, I, I we have a lot to be thankful for and it's going to be sort of our theme I mean, on the birthday game this I week i is. don't mess with ouija boards or microwaves back to you brian <laughs> wait what don't have a microwave in my house do you not no i don't food tastes better in an oven he doesn't mess with ouija boards or deodorant so Whoa, there you go who you what ah Man, mm. y'all are so mean to me. Food tastes better heated up in an oven. Le- again, well, I said something that you said one day last week, and Linda's in lock. Oh, it was about the candy bar stuff, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. She's in lock stuff with that, too. She very rarely uses uh, the microwave. Like, I'll, I'll, I'm quick to get some uh, Chef Boyardee and dump it in a it bowl and put better. it in the microwave. It, <coughs> it would take a little longer, but it would taste better if you put it in the oven. She does that, too. I, like, I'll get, you Doesn't know. it taste uh, better? It does taste better. Okay. But I'll get chicken noodle soup. And I'll put it in the microwave, and it's ready, you know, a minute and a half later. She'll open it up, put it in a saucepan. Like a person. I cook my popcorn on the stovetop. Tastes so much better. Do you, you're a microwave advocate, oh, yeah, aren't you? I'm a, yeah. I'm, I'm, Have I you ever had it cooked on the stove like God intended? Well, I haven't popcorn? since I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. And you don't you think microwave's better? Can you tell the I, difference? I, I, oh, this God, is, yeah. <coughs> This is where I you went. You know, we're going to do a taste test. When y'all come over, hold on one second. Hold that thought. Well, because he looked like he was getting ready to make a good point. I was. Yes. Well, hold on to it. When uh, y'all come over to watch Flower Killers of the Flower Moon, I, we're going to do a taste test with you. you we're going to pop make popcorn some. on the stove. I'll figure it out between now and then. I, <laughs> and we're going to do a taste Linda test. To do it. Yeah, you're right. That's right. I'll get Linda to do it. We're going to do a taste test of microwave popcorn versus on the stove popcorn, and give you like you know like a little bowl of each, and you can eat out of both of them. And you're going to figure. And I want you to be able to tell me. All right. I don't think you'll be able to. Okay. We're also going to do the Coke versus Pepsi test. Oh, I'll ace we're that. Do, we're going to do a I bottle. Would, I, w- I would fail the Coke Pepsi. If it's, if you just pour both into a glass of ice, I'd probably fail. <laughs> okay. Out of the can, I could tell you. Uh, well, because it says Coke on one can and Pepsi no, on the I can, other. I can kind of taste a little bit of a difference. The, okay. the Coke seems like it's a little, the carbonation is a little stronger or something. I don't. I want to do the bottled water test, like Fiji, which has become my drink of choice, which is I call it when I feel when I feel fancy. I thought I get you me were some. doing the sparklets thing. They deliver a big jug to your house. Oh, I, no, I actually have to go pick that up myself. Okay. Uh, but uh, but I'm talking about like if I need a bottle of water. I mean, I Fiji would like to have. water. That's some guy's running it and filling the bottles from his bathtub in Jersey. That ain't, water ain't been nowhere near Fiji. But but I want to do the test, though. I would do like Fiji versus Aquafina versus tap water versus uh, the water out of my water cooler right there and see if I could figure out Run which is which. air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That would actually be funny. Okay. Uh, go ahead. I'd- so the point I was going to make is they do taste different. I'm with you. But is the time it takes on the stove worth the time saved by cooking I can the microwave? Cook, I can cook a whole bowl in total four minutes. If you use olive oil, you just put olive oil in it. You walk away, it pops every kernel. 
Yeah, but you got you to heat the stove up first. No, you don't. Yes, no, I have gas. No, you don't. But I have gas heat, so it automatically is. <clears throat> you just turn it on and walk away. Four minutes. I do not believe that. But anyway. Okay. But it's, it's not just with popcorn. It's with everything. There's certain things I would rather have in the oven or, you know, cook on the stove yeah. versus the microwave that I could do either way, but I'd rather have them that way. Then it, the, the, the benefit of time. Well, it's like the charcoal electric thing. You know, we've been trying to convert him in vain for years on that. Dude. Oh, you're talking about gas. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I love cooking on gas, though, dude. So, anyway. Uh, so, what'd you do this weekend over there, Jonathan Massey? I just took it easy, Brian. You know, I stayed around the house, did a little cleaning, laid back, watched a little, uh, uh, who knows what I, I can't even remember now. Football? I actually. No, I haven't watched football in probably outside of the Panthers game. I haven't watched any other football in two weeks. What in the world? I've got other stuff going on. But how are you going to make bets? I've I've tried to cool off on that because I was getting a little too dependent on making uh making little ten oh, twenty dollar bets okay. here and there. Hey. Give me love. Now I know it's a week later and all that, but who, who took down nine and oh Wade Davenport in the Crystal Coast Fantasy League? Never mind. Never mind. About. Wade Davenport was a hero uh, a couple years ago at Christmas and saved a woman from getting beaten mercilessly by her boyfriend and ended up taking a bullet for it. But yeah, go ahead and brag about it. I, dude, I am going to brag <laughs> about it. He was nine and oh and no one had beaten him all year. Who beat him? You did. This guy. Right here. He's the whiz and nobody beats him. Well, that is his team is supremely mediocre, but <laughs> Well, I thought you were gonna come across <laughs> with the Hanks League. Hanks League, I had won four straight games. I was killing it. I was up to the number three playoff I'm position. In dead last. And who was in dead last? Jonathan Massey and who beat my team? Jonathan Massey. And that that hurt my heart. That one hurt my heart. You, want to you to may have worse? knocked me out of the playoffs too. You, you want me to make it worse? No. I've paid minimal attention. That hurts my heart, man. I make sure the lineup's set. I make sure I've got a, but I'm not. I'm not playing the waiver wire. Well, I'm telling you, dude. I uh, that one hurt my heart, man. That one hurt my heart. But still, the Crystal Coast League, dude. I'm the number three team in the Crystal Coast We did Coast pretty League. good, in Walrus. Hey, dude. Knock on something right behind you. No, behind you. Too. Yeah, there you go. That's real wood right there. Okay. So, the birthday game. The birthday game, indeed. Well, what did you... You started your vacation essentially on Saturday. No, we, we uh, third of never started rehearsing in Durham last week. All right. Uh, Jonathan Massey, you won on Friday. You trail seven... Let me do this right here. Uh, seven days to six. I did the math wrong here. You trail seven days to six. Tell us about Go Eco Office Automation. Well, Go Eco Office Automation, unlike John and myself, they have an untainted rec record of excellence. Mm. Everything they touch turns to gold. And uh, thankfully, they've touched the birthday game and they've touched a, a lot of businesses here in Kinston that have uh, made Kinston quite the bustling little economic hub here in the last few years. Um, and thanks in no small part to Jock Passleg and the great crew at Go Eco Office Automation. So if you want to 
get your hands on some of that shiny gold, you need to give Jock a call. How do you do that, Jonathan Massey? You dial 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. Or you can visit his website at goecomc.com, whatisgoeco.com, or bucklesberry.com. There you go. I love it. Okay. Uh, this was a founding. He's a founding member of this band. It's the Eagles. It's Glenn Fry. Don Henley, Chris, uh, oh, um, Bernie Lee. There's only one more. There was a four four members originally. I've listed three. Okay. Joe Walsh wasn't an original member? No, he came in in the middle. <laughs> Doggone it! <laughs> Top. Joe Walsh. Yeah. Wait a minute. He's one of these nights. little disco beat. Goes to disco. Yeah. Uh, Joe Walsh, they brought him in because they wanted to be a little harder edged. Was he on this song? Uh, I can't remember. This might be Bernie Lee. That figures. What would be a good song then? Because I love this song. If you want a Joe Walsh song, uh, Life in the Fast Lane, that's his guitar riff. You hear that D chord? Yeah. <laughs> that's him right there? That's Joe Walsh playing that riff. Hey, I'm learning to play the guitar. Mock all you want over there, okay? He's wearing my fingertips out, but I don't care because I'm going to do it. I think you've made it harder than it seems, though. Because I see these guitar players, and they're just all over the place, and you've got, like, my fingers, like, <laughs> you've got to do it just like this, and, you know. Well, yeah. I think w when I asked him earlier why I start with an acoustic over an electric, yeah. electric chords from context clues here, they, they're a little easier to bend and press than acoustic. Is that? Yeah. So you're teaching is, me on a really hard way to do it. To that be way, so that's, how much, that's how you're supposed. So if I get, I tell you, just go to the. I sent you a video of a guy I playing the D. Yet, well, yeah. just he's going to tell you the same thing. I do. Okay. You don't believe me? Believe him? I trust you. I'm just saying it is hard. Yeah. I thought it would be. I didn't think it'd be easy. Don't get it twisted. But I mean, this is like contorting my fingers to weird places where they're not supposed to be. But then I see Prince play, and he's just. I mean, he's not contorting his fingers at all. He's just, you know, he's playing lead. You got to start with rhythm. Okay. I trust you. I trust you. I want to do it right. So I'm not trying to take a life in the fast lane. <laughs> that was stupid. To, to John's credit, I've tried to learn it before, and he's right. I mean, it, it was hard. Yeah, it trying is to very get some hard. And it hurts my fingertips, too. Uh, you, I think a lot of guitar. I need I to toughen that up. I need to toughen those, my fingertips up. Did you start out with getting, like, small calluses on your yeah. That's what did I just say? I'm, I need to. I'm not mocking you. I'm saying the truth. I need to toughen my fingers up. You said you thought I was making it harder. I think you are making it harder though, because you you acoustic is harder. Like when I was learning to play, that's why I gave up because I was like, this is too damn hard. I tell you what, go to the, the clip I sent you. <coughs> Do what that guy says. He's going to say the same thing I did. Okay. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. But that's why I quit was because acoustic was just so damn hard. I was like, I got it. If your other fingers are laying on the other strings, they're going to mute them and they won't ring. Okay. Joe Walsh of the Eagles over there, Jonathan Massey. Hey, we're only 16 minutes in and we haven't uh, done our first birthday. Joe okay. Walsh did his best work when he was with the James Gang, everybody, in case you're okay. Funk 49 and all I don't that. Even begin. I don't know where to start. It's 73. You're going to say 73? What do you say, John Dawson? 70. Is this him on guitar right here? That's him and um, the guy that kicked out together. Um, 
God, I can't think of his name. No, it's all right. He wrote the music to Hotel California. Anyway. Um, 74. He was born November 20th in the year of the Lord, 1947. So he's 76 today. So congratulations there, John Dawson. You get that one. You take a one to nothing lead. Another Don musical. Don Felder. Member. That's the other guitar player. Okay. Wow. Getting senile. I believe they are touring again. Aren't they the Eagles? They'll probably tour as long as somebody shows up. <laughs> I think they got uh, Vince Gill in the band and Glenn Fry's son. Okay. Well, very good. Well, here we go. His name is Mike Diamond, but we know him better as... One of the Beastie Boys. Mike D of the Beastie Boys. This is very annoying for early in the morning. This is an awesome song, though. Tell me, who are you missing? This is so what you want by the Beastie Boys. Now, Ad-Rock is the one that passed away, right? This is Mike D. He's a little skinny guy. Whose guess is it? Yours. Uh, yes, it is yours. Wait a minute, chorus. The money that your honeys want to flaunt. Said, where'd you get your information from, huh? You think that you confront when revelation 57, comes? Brian. <laughs> he says 57. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 58. Congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You get that. Mike D is 58 years old today. Never get to hear him again, man. You're hearing so, him right now. Well, I mean, live. You know. So. What? Live. Dude, you like Beastie Boys. Uh, some of it's fine, yeah. but I don't think Well, this is definitely one. So what you want, they definitely played their own instruments in this, dude. When you two hear instruments. There was a drums with a reverb on it and there was a guitar. two notes on a guitar. I want you to teach me how to play that, okay? <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it for the the, the look I'm that I making it the, harder than it has to be. The withering look that he just gave me. Oh, hey, who got Joe Walsh? I did. So it's one to one. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it goes back to you, Jonathan Massey. He is the current president of these United States of America. It's Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Joe Biden. Joseph R. Biden. Today is his birthday. Uh, how old is he today there, Jonathan Massey? I, I, I would go into some bits I've heard people do about Joe Biden, but they're all terrible. Um, I just hope they debate again because he'll try to feed that thing on Trump's head, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, don't investigate my son. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus. Jesus. What is he, like 79? You say 79. What do you say, John Dawson? 80. He is actually November. He was born November 20th, 1942. He's 81 today. Oh. 81. And he wants to run your country, John Dawson. I'm not sure he can handle a toothbrush to the ground. Yeah, I know. There you go. Two to one lead you take over there, John Dawson. Uh, hey, uh, I will bet my life and my soul that you like this band. How about that? No. The Almond Brothers. Was I right? Sweet Melissa. <coughs> there you go. I what actually year? Got a new, I actually got a new copy of this album on vinyl about a week ago. Oh, wow. What year? The song? Yeah. This was on Eat a Peach that came out in 1972. Why do I even? 
why do I even doubt you, dude? Yeah. You are absolutely right. Uh, that's a dead person. He was the original leader and blues guitarist of this band. It's Dwayne Allman. He died in 1971, so he died 52 years ago. Here's what I thought, and I went. You'd like this. I went into a little bit of a deep dive. In 2003, Rolling Stone listed him as the number two guitarist of all time. And then the next year they did the list. He probably wasn't even on it. Who knows? But I just thought oh, that hold was. Hold on a second. This album came out in 72. Yes. Yep. He died the year before. Yes. But I'm assuming they recorded all of this before it came out, like before he died. He half. He's on half the album. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who do you think they had number one is all time? In 2003, the best guitarist of I'm all sure time. sure it was Jimi Hendrix. Yep. There you go. You agree with that? No. Okay. Who's the number one guitarist of all time? I don't know. I just know who I like. I don't, I don't rank them. Okay. The Edge. He would be on my favorite list, but no, not at <laughs> all. Thank <time>. you. <laughs> what are you over there scoffing for, Fear Boy? Well, I just know John. I mean, he likes The Edge, but I don't yeah. think he would rank him one. No. Yeah. no. I want to learn some U2 songs. I don't think too. we should rank them anyway. I want to learn some U2 songs. Let's I, worry about the first chord. <laughs> Let's get the first chord down. I, How many chords are there? Millions. Oh, there are? Oh, yeah, sure. I don't know. There's I don't love. Oh, okay, okay. Dwayne Allman. The last again. couple of years, I put my guitar in a different tuning, so then that opens it up to t- chords that don't even exist in standard tuning. Wow. So. Okay. Dude, you're like a magician. Yeah. Uh, he died in 1971 uh, in a motorcycle accident. And then, with less than a year, Barry Oakley, the bass player, died in a motorcycle accident. Not. Up not two blocks from there. Oh, dear Lord. Okay, uh, how old would he be today? I'm getting the calculator. John Dawson. Let's see. He died in 71. Yep, 52 years ago. 76. You say 76. What do you say? You're going to be mad at yourself. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 77. Especially since I probably gave it away right there by saying you're going to be mad at with him being born in uh, November 20th, he was like a month away from his 77th birthday. So he would be, or he was 76. <laughs> anyway, trust me. When he, died? <laughs> he was 24 when he died. But now do the math here. He, he died before his, right yeah, before his Yeah, he died right before birthday. his, yeah. Dear God, what's the score this now? I am so it's lost. Two to two. Two to two. Oh, it comes down Turnabout's to Turnabout's fair play, son. <laughs> it is fair play. Here we go. Uh, Jonathan Massey, you get this another dead person. He was assassinated in 1968 in Los Angeles when he was running for president of these United States of America. His older brother. Oh, was it's, a, it's a Kennedy. I just can't remember. Robert Bobby. Kennedy. Well, yeah, Bobby or Robert. Yeah. yeah. I thought you said Rodney. I said Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. Yep. Bobby Kennedy. Robert F. Kennedy assassinated in 1968. In a hotel. And was pretty much in a hotel uh, uh, kitchen. How about in the Irishman? Because, you know, Bay of Pigs blew up, and then they started going after Hoffa to distract from that (coughs) because Jimmy Hoffa had given union money to Nixon's campaign. And then Bobby Kennedy gets killed, and the the union headquarters, they lower the flag. Jimmy Hoffa gets out of the car, goes upstairs, and makes him raise it back (laughs) up. He hated Bobby Kennedy. That is true. And probably that was a true story, I'm guessing. Yep. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy assassinated in 1968. Uh, Jonathan Massey, how old would he be if he were still alive today? 
Now he's breaking out his calculator. Tell you what, while you do that, let me, because uh, we're running a little bit over here, let me tell you about uh, local birthdays. Jeremy Ingram, one of the best basketball players I've ever seen. Today is his birthday. Thank the world of him and just a good guy, too. Kenston Trainer and Coach Crystal Bryant. Today is her birthday. Uh, a cool guy over at Parrot Academy who I've gotten to know over the last few years. Garrett Grady. Today is his birthday. He does just a lot of things behind the scenes over there. Uh, former Free Press staff writer Nicole Tallman. Uh, she was there right before I got there, but I got to know her a little bit through uh, mutual friends. And then Ricky Rupa, a gentleman that uh, I graduated with at North Wilkes. So uh, those are the local birthdays. Back to RFK. How right. old would he you gotta be? You got to be today? what? How old do you have to be to run for president? Like 35? 35. Yeah. 94. You say 94. What do you say, John Dawson? This is for the win. 93. Ah, he was born November 20th. Uh, I would at 1925, so he would be 98 today. Okay. He'd be 98 today, so he was 43 when he was assassinated. Uh, I, I was pulling for you there, John. Sure I really were. was. Now it's tied up seven days to seven. You had this thing locked up. You were running away with it. You won three days in a row, and what's happened to you, John Dawson? Well, I was told there would be no math, and when there was math, Dwayne Allman got taken away from me. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Okay, so, uh, again, if today's your birthday, like Ricky Roop, like Nicole Tallman, uh, Garrett Grady, Coach Crystal Bryant, uh, Jeremy Anger, one of my all-time favorite athletes I've ever covered. Have a great birthday. We will see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And want to thank again Mark Panicelli in our first hour, Bethel's, uh, Burt Potter, Ashley Stroud in our second hour. Uh, tomorrow, Richard Clark, uh, Curtis Brooks. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.